0: I'd like to read a section in the book, please. If we could open up to page 228. This is for you, Mary Laura. It used to be that with some good light and some well-placed concealer, I could pass for a decade younger. Not anymore. Now my baby face has turned into my lady face. Since I last logged a mental image of it, everything seems to have shifted slightly downward, like a pie thrown at the wall, just after it makes impact and before it starts sliding. My good word. (laughs)
1: It's true. My whole face—my whole face used to sit up here, and now it sits down here. I don't know it's going to keep going. <laughs> Sylvia, her
0: face doesn't look like a pie sliding down the wall. My baby oh. face has turned into my lady face.
1: I
2: think she inherited good genes. I think she's going to keep that lovely complexion.
1: Sunscreen
2: on and on.
1: Me and all my friends. A podcast about love, life, and joint pain. Produced in partnership with Blakeford Senior Life. Me and
2: all my
0: friends. Why don't we start by just going around and each introduce ourselves? Okay. We'll start with you.
2: Okay, I'm the oldest. And according to my friend on my left, I am in the 89th grade.
0: You're Sylvia Dupre.
2: Sylvia Dupre, right. Born in Columbus, Ohio in 1933. And I was the youngest of five children. And the oldest and the youngest in the family were born in this country. The siblings in the middle were born in Italy.
0: You run the Blakeford Book Club?
2: Yes. What is the name of the club? Blakeford Book Club.
0: Okay. (laughs) That makes sense. And and who do do we have uh, here? Who are you?
1: Bam! <laughs> what am I doing here? I am Mary Laura Philpott. I'm the author of the book that we've got on the table in front of us, Bomb Shelter, which Bomb is my shelter. second memoir after I Miss You When I Blink, which came out in 2019. And I, well, I learned right before we started recording this conversation that Sylvia and I eat the same breakfast every day, which is Cheerios, Cheerios. mixed with granola. And fruit, but uh, we also, I now know, came to Nashville at the same time.
0: So this is great. This is the first time on me and all my friends that we're doing a book club discussion, And, and we have the author here in the flesh.
2: Yeah. You couldn't have picked a better one.
0: That is exciting. So why don't we, uh, oh, and I'm Ben, by the way, that's my introduction. Why don't we start with, Sylvia, I'll, I'll give you the honors. We are discussing today Mary Laura's new book, Bomb Shelter, which comes out when, Mary April
1: Laura? April 12th, 2022.
0: So how would you like to start this off, Sylvia? How, how should we do this?
1: I just,
2: an overview of the book is i they've overused this word compelling, you know, you just want to keep reading, 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 and that's exactly how I felt. I felt so many connections. She had a turtle in her family and we had a turtle in our family. Oh, you did. My sister's husband was a fisherman and he thought our children would like to have a turtle. So he came up for Wellston, Ohio for a visit and dropped off a turtle. And um, so the kids enjoyed it. They would take it for a walk. I remember um. <laughs> a friend called and she said, "What's Betsy doing?" I, oh, she's out walking the turtle <laughs>
1: <laughs> on a leash.
2: Yes. Oh, that's amazing. Um, How
0: do you get a leash around a turtle?
2: Well, I my husband drilled a hole in the shell. Oh no! <laughs> Up, uh, you know, floor? you know, you trim your nails, and horses have their horses' hooves or uh, the hooves trimmed. So we thought it would be safe to. Huh. use the shell we get and so we ran a, a <laughs> string through that and he'd walk along so
0: okay now maybe to back up for a second mary laura could you just give us a summary about yes. bomb shelter sure
1: okay so bomb shelter is a memoir it's a true story it is it's what i like to call a slice of life memoir a memoir about a period of time in somebody's life and the period of time in my life that it's about is what I think of as kind of a hinge between one phase of living and another. And that hinge period was the two years before my first child would leave the nest, which was a time I had built up in my head as a big thing. Like, it's you know the end of everything when they start leaving me. And around that same time, other things were happening in my life that were kind of periods of change. I was getting older. My parents were getting older. My relationship with my work was changing. So it was a snapshot of a changing time, but what added some urgency to that time and what I write about in the book is that... um, Two years before my son graduated from high school, he had his first epileptic seizure, which is something we did not see coming at all. We had no idea if this was, you know, something about his health that we needed to look out for. So the book begins with my husband and I finding him on the bathroom floor, unconscious, having a seizure one morning. And so from there, it goes into my kind of thinking. Well, we've only got two years to get him ready to leave, and how could he go live on his own if I can't be there taking care of him? And I'd sort of extrapolate that thinking into all sorts of aspects of life. Why can't I take care of everybody? Why can't I protect everybody and keep them safe forever? Um, because you can't. So that's that kind of gives you the plot, as it were. Sylvia, you've got
0: some you've got some great notes there, and I, I, I want to hear. I want to hear some of these notes.
1: I wish our listeners could see Sylvia's cards. She has these beautiful note cards with oh. perfect handwriting, and it's so tidy and nice.
2: Well, you have a whole book here, beautiful <laughs> writings, neat and tidy. Um, there was one, Raven Rock. So yes. That was, and it's from, it's where the title
1: comes from. Is yes. that right? Yes. Bomb shelter is not just a metaphor in this book. There is a real bomb shelter in the book, which is the kind of midway through the book, I tell the story of my dad just dropping into conversation one day a few years ago, when I was 40-something years old, the fact that when I was a toddler, he had worked on the medical staff of Raven Rock, or Site R, as he called it, which was one of the government's secret nuclear fallout shelters into which the president and other high-ranking officials would go. In the event of a nuclear attack, never mentioned it to me once in my life. And of course, I was a toddler at the time, so I didn't know.
0: You didn't know your old man was in the CIA? Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> as far as I know, still, he was not in the CIA, but he was, he was part of this secret thing. And a, you know he would do these test runs for the end of the world. A siren would go off and he would get up and leave and go get this place ready. And so this, this was
0: one of my favorite stories in the book. And Mary Laura, you have a line in there where you say you think you know somebody and then you tell you, you tell the story of how one day you're you're on your floor trying to learn how to juggle for reasons unknown and and then your husband John comes in after you've been married for lord knows how long and he goes oh I'll show you how to juggle and and he starts juggling yeah so my question for you Sylvia is that line you think you know someone did that resonate with you at all did you think of a time in your life where you're like oh my friend or my son or Someone, you know, I thought I knew this about them, and then out of nowhere.
2: I guess my life has been dull. I don't <laughs> recall having any revelation of anyone. I know when my sister, I guess I was about 40 years old when I learned that her name isn't Edith.
0: What? That's Okay, so that's a good one.
2: <laughs> and I said, well, you know, tell me about that. And she said, well, Dad named me Italia and in italy and she was seven years old when she came to this country and was put in the first grade and the teacher i remember her name miss shaw she had a little ring she'd knock on the window if you were doing something on the point anyhow that was miss Shaw. italia came into her classroom and she said you can't have that name you're in america now oh my god i'll give you my mother's name it's edith what and so She came home and she, you know, conversation I wasn't around. I was born three years later. But anyhow, her story is that she told her parents this. And in my family, the teachers are revered Mm -hmm. because they are maestra, the masters. And so whatever the teacher said was what we did. And so my sister, Italia, became Edith. But at home, we called her Ida, Edie. And she shortened it to Edie. So
0: here's my take. That teacher can go to hell.
1: So you did not know this story until you were adults and she mentioned it to you. That's right. Wow. Isn't that something?
0: I have a question. One theme that was discussed a lot in this book was aging and the passage of time. Yes. And and I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about that before we left. So the, the section I just want to talk about real quick is on page 248 248, and and you're talking about pretty much sending your son off to college and you get this you get this brochure that that basically says hey Mm. getting ready for this yes at my pediatrician's (laughs) office and it says you just write i just got here and by here i mean here in this exam room and also here on this earth my child just got here we are just figuring this out what is this leave home situation i am my child's home just ask my uterus and I can't speak (laughs) to that last part but that resonated with me in in terms of like hey we all just got here like yeah you know we're all at least geologically speaking like
1: no I I I love that section thank you I love that little part that you that you brought out I think that all the time like I just got here (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing yet but I mean do you do you know what you're doing do we ever figure out what we're doing no no
2: um, man, I guess I'm um, a realist. I know, you know, we're all going to die someday, and um, and here I am. I don't have an illness or anything. I, I think in the book, maybe looking back at forty, whatever ailment you have at forty is what's
1: going to do Kill you in yeah, at the I'm end.
2: I, was that in the book? My mom
1: says that yes. Yeah. whatever whatever's gonna yes. kill you is already started by that's the time right. you're forty right, yeah. so i
2: you know, I don't have anything. <laughs> when's it gonna happen yeah <laughs> so but I grieve for the folks who are on their way, mm-hmm. but then that's a good thing. They tell us in church that that's the the reward at the end. Mm-hmm. so the best is yet to come,
1: right there you go. Do you believe in an afterlife?
2: Yes. You do? I think. Um,
0: Wow, I've never asked that question. I usually skirt that question.
1: (laughs) We're getting deep. We're getting deep on this podcast, Ben.
2: I don't know. I'm still pondering. Same. What do you think about that? I
1: I want to. Yeah. But I don't know if I do believe it. Right. I want to because it seems like a comforting thing to think. Yes, it is. What do you think, Ben?
0: Oh, my God. I'm not answering that. I plead the fifth. Sylvia, as we, as we sort of wrap up here, any, any closing thoughts on Bomb Shelter?
2: It's the dearest book. I love it. I'm giving it away to everyone I know and recommending. It. And I hope Mary-Laura will come to Blakeford and speak
1: to more of us. We'd love to have you come. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Mary-Laura, when it does come out, where can folks get the book?
1: You can get it anywhere that sells books. If you would like a signed copy, order it from Parnassus Books in Nashville, Tennessee, because that's where I sign all the stock. And in fact, if you would like to order it and request a personalization, you can order from Parnassus. And there's a little window where you can type who it's for, and I'll write their name in it or whatever message you want me to write.
2: Are you going to do a reading at Parnassus?
1: Yes. So. Book tour plans, as you can imagine, in the age of COVID are changing rapidly. What I know is that there will be a preview event the Sunday before the book comes out on a Tuesday. So Sunday, April 10th, there will be something. Stay tuned or check the Parnassus website to see what it is and where. Oh, good. But there will be something then. And then what I hope is that in the fall, after people have had a few months to read it, I can... I'll be back home from book tour, and I can come to the Southern Festival of Books, which hopefully will be in person again, and we can have a big conversation there. Me and All My Friends, hosted and produced by Ben Odo. For more interviews, visit meandallmyfriendspod.com, and make sure to follow us at meandallmyfriends on Instagram. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing and leaving us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you to Julie Dowd, Brian Barnes, John McHugh, and Warner Tidwell. I'm Mariah Paris, and nobody ever thinks me. Yeah.